Hey everyone, welcome to the Business Alabama podcast from Business Alabama Magazine. I'm Alec Harvey, Executive Editor of Business Alabama Magazine, and my guest today is Devin Ford, founder of Focus Women's Conference. On this episode, Devin talks about empowering women, girls, and their allies, how Focus Women's Conference does that, and how a similar conference set her on the path she's on now. Please join me as I talk to Devin Ford on the Business Alabama podcast. Devin, I'm glad to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell me a little bit about you and where you're from and what you've done and how you've ended up sitting where you are now? Yeah, so um, I grew up in Grand Bay out and spent a lot of time in the woods when I was a little girl, uh, but I always dreamed of going to the big city, even though I grew up in the country. So when I uh, went to college, I eventually, I, I changed major several times, but I eventually landed in California, just about as far away from Alabama as you can get. And I loved my time there. I love California. Um, but I returned in 2012 and was able to bring back some of the things I learned back to my home state. So speaking of that, Focus Women's Conference started with a conference you attended, correct, in California? Yeah. Shortly after I moved um, from Santa Barbara to L.A., I received a flyer in the mail for a women's event, and I was nervous about going because if you come from a place like Alabama where people are so friendly, L.A. is not so much. Um, but I'm still friends with the first woman that spoke to me that day. Uh, my daughter's named after someone I met there. But the most important things other than the amazing friendships and mentors that I got there was learning um, that I could actually change and affect my community if I wanted to and learning how important it was to connect in with your local government if you really want to make anything happen. And you came back here and realized there wasn't anything similar, correct? Um, yes. Yeah, so all of the conferences um, that I found were faith-based, and obviously that's an important part of people's lives. But what we really focus on is putting more money and community influence in the hands of women because we want them to be able to radically change their lives and improve the lives of women in our community. You may have just answered my next question, but but what is the goal of the conference? Are there... Are there specific goals you have in mind? Yeah, so our mission is to encourage, educate, and empower. Um, And we do that by helping women um, achieve the best that they can in their career by offering professional development, but also social capital. Networking is a huge part of what we do. That's why when men ask if they can come, absolutely, of course, if you're trying to put more money and power in the hands of women in a male-dominated society, we have to engage with men and pull them in on that mission um, as well. So ultimately, we really just want women to be able to be financially secure. I was very inspired by my grandmother. Uh, My grandfather abandoned her when my dad and his brother were very small, and they had to live in poverty for a long time while she tried to figure that out. It was really hard, and I wanted to make sure that I didn't end up that way, and also that no other woman ever ended up that way. So what do you say to people who who might say, why why specifically women? I mean, why do women need their own conference? Is there something specific to women that that made you want to do this? 
Yeah, sure. So, um, like I said, men are always welcome. My husband is a huge part of it. But if you look at the data, um, especially in Alabama, you know, we only have about 11% of women in the state government, whereas women make up over 50% of the population. And you see Alabama, we're pretty much at the bottom of any list that <laughs> that counts. We have some of the worst uh you know, numbers and education. We actually, we have some of the highest uh, maternal death and giving birth and things like that. So we clearly need women to engage, um, to improve the lives of everyone, you know, even though, um, you know, things like childcare, those aren't issues that have really been being talked about at the state level, because if we're honest about it, men aren't generally affected by those issues. Even if you're married, women most of the time are the people who are taking care of those things. So it just doesn't even, it's hard to see an issue if it's not something that you have to deal with. But I think one of the things people don't understand and really get confused about women's issues and feminism is these things really assist men as well. Think about the burden of, you know, the financial burden of feeling like you have to take care of your family and so much of male worth being tied up into the winning and what they provide. Well, wouldn't it be nice um, if we could share some of that load, but also to give men the space to be emotional and to have the support from their community for things like that versus, you know, being perceived as weak if you're struggling or, you know, pull your pull your boots on and just go get it done. Well, sometimes instead of your boots, you need a hug. So this has grown beyond a conference, correct? Can you tell me how it's expanded over the years? Yeah. So um, one of the things that we did uh, last year was we launched our 40 over 40 awards and we're going to host that annually. Every time you see a list, it's always the 30 under 30, the 40 under 40. Um, and, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm much more impressive now that I'm 43 than I was when I was 23. So I really want to um, highlight what people are doing, but also specifically with women and all the beauty standards that we deal with. So often the perception is that, that we lose our worth. And we're going downhill after 40, right? Well, that's just not true. So I really wanted to highlight the beauty and the success of the women in our community. And then also we launched a teen conference because I was the first person in my family to graduate from college. I ended up with a lot of college debt um, and also just didn't know what to do and didn't know where to go to get those resources. So our teen conference is two days of educational content that, you know, tells them about job opportunities in our community so that we can stop our best and brightest from leaving. It tells them about what jobs require trade school versus college, how much the college will cost, how to deal with anxiety. I don't know about you, but that's something that I deal with all the time. And just giving them basically all the tools and resources that they need to live their best life. And that's what we try to do with women and with children. So, And I guess part of this, and I'm, I'm asking this because we are Business Alabama magazine, I, I guess part of it is to empower them like you felt empowered. I mean, you, you are quite the entrepreneur now, and I guess you're trying to give other women confidence to do similar things? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think one of the biggest benefits that I got from the conference that I attended was a mentor who ended up helping me get on the board of the Chamber of Commerce in West Hollywood 
And that com- uh, Chamber of Commerce was so powerful. It's a small group, but a lot of the businesses are on the Sunset Strip. So like really big um, entertainment companies. And just I got to learn a lot from really big industry people. And I just I think that so often um, people believing in you and taking the time to invest in you can be the most powerful thing. There's really nothing more powerful um, than somebody believing in you and building you up and connecting you with people. So that's definitely something that we try to do and is my core mission of my life is to pay forward all of the wonderful things that people have done for me. And tell me the specifics about the conference. When is it? Where is it? How can people attend? So it's March 28th at Mobile Convention Center, and it's a full day of workshops, panel discussions, speakers. Everyone gets a keynote, and then we have three workshop sessions, and in each session, you can choose from three to four. So if you want to spend the entire day on professional development, you can. You could spend the entire day on community development, learning how to engage with your community, or you can spend the whole day on personal development. So, you know, we have a a workshop this year about parenting kids with anxiety, about imposter syndrome, um, or you can mix it up and do a little of of everything that you think you need. When did you start programming this? Have you been working on it for a while? Is it like a year long one ends and you start planning the new one? So uh, normally, yes, but obviously, um, so with 2019, we were so excited. It was our biggest year yet, and we were really going to blow up 2020, and obviously that didn't happen, um, and we rescheduled it a couple of times, so I'm really lucky that I have a good committee uh, and people, uh, a lot of community support, because this year we did do a lot of this at the at the last minute from uh, the last minute in our perspective, because of having to change so many things so many times. Again, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but if you were programming more of a general conference, would it change much? How, how specific is it to women? I, to be honest, most of our content is not gender specific because even if you're parenting kids with anxiety, I mean, men are parents also. We do um, occasionally have a, a workshop or a session that is specific to a women's issue, but honestly, most of them, and this year, every workshop is really non-gender specific. It's just that the majority of our presenters are women. Um, we do have one gentleman presenting this year about wearing your right mindset. His name's Chaconi Prince. But for the most part, our presenters are, are women. But we welcome men, like I said, as attendees or presenters. We're all about working as a team. So when you look at the conference that you've created, uh, is it what you had in mind when you came back from California? Is it accomplishing exactly what you had hoped it would accomplish? Yeah, it does. Um, I think one of the the differences in the one that I attended in California, it was in West Hollywood, which is obviously like probably the most liberal progressive place that you could ever be. So one difference is, is that we're nonpartisan and we really do try to get people there focusing on the things that we agree about. You just see so much nastiness, um, in the news now. And I guess that's one thing that I'm really proud of is that we have supporters that are incredibly conservative and incredibly liberal. And we get there and we actually talk about things like human beings. Well, Devin, I like to uh, pivot at the end of these interviews to, to some more, I call it business casual questions, more, more pop culture type stuff. It may 
it may figure into what your business is, uh, depending on what you're reading and watching. But uh, are you a reader? Can you tell me about the last book you read? Um, I love to read. I'm a nerd. I read a lot of fantasy and sci-fi right now. I'm actually currently reading the Buffy the Vampire Slayer comic books. What about TV? Do, do you binge TV series? Yeah, um, I'm also a nerd. I just, uh, on television, I'm currently um, watching like that new Star Trek Discovery and I'm really excited. I haven't started yet, but the um, new Picard came out. Um, but I also just finished watching uh, Vikings Valhalla on Netflix. So anything kind of fantasy, sci-fi, you know, I'm, I'm really more into people like fighting and kicking butt than I am like love stories and things like that. Anything else you do to unwind, to relax? Uh, yeah, I play, um, uh, my daughter is really into Roblox and I started playing, playing <laughs> It's so ridiculous, but I started playing this game, Adopt Me, with her, where you, like, hatch little eggs and you decorate um, houses, and I actually find it really fun, and you can brew potions, and I love to go around while I'm playing with my kid and, like, pass out potions to other little kids or give them, like, presents and stuff. Seeing little kids happy, like, while I play this game with my daughter is really fun, and it just lets me not think about the things that are going on in the world. Um, and let's circle back to the to the job to end with. I like to end by asking people what the best part of their job is. And when I ask that, I need to ask what the worst part of their job is. So the best part of my job is every single year at Focus, someone comes up to me and says that either they found their people or that their life was changed by a session, you know, a pearl of wisdom that they got. And so that is really impactful and truly the reason that we spend all of our time on this. The worst part is asking for money <laughs> because you can't put it on without asking for money. And I don't really enjoy that. So I keep hoping I'll win the lottery and I would honestly just do this and just, you know, and not, and skip that part. Well, Devin, I can't thank you enough for joining me on the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. My thanks to Devin Ford, founder of Focus Women's Conference, and to you, the listener, for joining me today on the Business Alabama podcast. Until next time, this is Alec Harvey. Find more from Business Alabama in our monthly magazine and online at businessalabama.com.